0: Greetings, everyone, and welcome to The Spirit Side. I'm Paul James Caden, and in this, this week's episode, we are going to be talking about the Bigfoot Alien Connection with paranormal researcher and documentary maker Alan McGargle. He has two videos or documentaries out right now, The Spiritual Bigfoot and The Bigfoot Alien Connection, which I would highly recommend if you're a documentary buff like me and you're tired of sorting through the garbage going, oh my God, what am I watching? <laughs> uh, this guy is, is legit. He has some really, really great stuff. I, I would highly recommend his documentaries. So Alan, thank you so much for coming on the show and uh, you know taking the time to uh, talk to us about uh, the spiritual Bigfoot, the Bigfoot alien connection. But uh, I, I guess I want to start out uh, if you could give us a little background what what got you into this kind of work fascinated with the paranormal then <clears throat> you know things like Bigfoot and uh, and the like
1: yeah hey well th- thanks for having me I'm, I'm looking forward to this I've been looking forward to it for a while since we talked first talk but uh, yeah for for me uh, it was always uh, a fascination from very young you know watching some of these tv shows back in the 90s and things sightings and uh, some of the shows like that, and uh, I got into some paranormal stuff in uh, when I was uh, going to college. Actually, I took an English class, and we had to do a compare and contrast paper. So I was like, "Well, I'm going to do it on ghosts, kind of pro mm-hmm. and pro and against." And and with that, I did some research and did a, my first ghost hunt, which I captured some unbelievable EVPs that sort of changed things and hooked me. Uh, and, and then it was a number of years later, probably a decade, almost later when uh, I decided to do my first little Bigfoot uh, investigation up in upstate New York, where my parents currently live, I was going up to visit them. And I brought my buddy and we did a Bigfoot hike, a hike in a Bigfoot sighting area, and had an experience there that um, really opened my eyes to that. And and, uh, we were living, I was living in Ohio at the time when I got back to Ohio, I found this whole community there, Bigfoot conferences and all kinds of things. And uh, I just sort of Took off from there i became a member of the bfro and got training from their top people in ohio on how to do all this and uh, i moved out to colorado and i started making documentary films and um at one point paranormal things started happening while i was doing bigfoot stuff and uh, we just kind of made the connection that we should just put it all together which worked really well for me so now i take all my paranormal gear with me when i go out into the woods and it's just it, it all yeah. kinds of fits together it all fits together and we've been able to capture and and, and tell some amazing stories since then
0: yeah um, i i know in the spiritual bigfoot that there was eventually a time where where you came to the conclusion that you know whatever you know this being is it's it's not a physical animal it's either in, inter interdimensional uh, you know, on the spirit level in in, in some way, which, you know, I want to get into a lot of, uh, nuts and bolts about this because, you know, when when it comes to Bigfoot, which I'm sure, you know, we were just talking about it before we hit record, a lot of haters, it's a big joke, Ha ha, Bigfoot. Oh yeah. What is it? Bigfoot, you know, right. But, uh, for those of us that that have had any kind of encounter, you know, that, you know, you know what you saw. Right, And there's, right. there's no going back on this. As as I said, I'm going to, you know, share my, uh, my personal encounter, you know, a little later in the show, but, you know, they, they could show shoot me up with sodium pentothal, you know, and, and, and I tell the same story just the way I'm going to tell it to you, because, you know, I was there, it happened, uh, other people, uh, heard and saw this thing, you know, in an area where it should not have been, this is not like a Bigfoot, you know, uh, you know, area, right. but, but there was a lot of, um, prelude, prelude to that, uh, a lot of paranormal activity in that neighborhood. You know, all the, uh, the parents, the kids, you know, when we were between 13 and 15, everybody saw, everybody heard something, you know, everybody went to bed at night saying, you know, you know, oh shit, what's it going to be tonight? Pardon my language. Right. You know, right. It, it, <laughs> it, it, it was, it was like being a teenager in the Amityville horror at times. It was, it was really bizarre, and, uh, you know, the, the whole Bigfoot thing came on top of that, and um, I, I've always thought since I was 15, you know, people aren't there, aren't out there just looking for an animal. This this is something else, and that was, uh, we were talking before the show, it wasn't until I read uh, John Keel's uh, Our Haunted Planet, where he talked about Bigfoot, Mothman, you know, the, these beings we now call cryptids you know, uh, being interdimensional and, you know, they're they're passing through and the possibility that they may even share the earth with us, but they're, you know, uh, different dimension, different plane of existence. We just don't see them until they want to be seen. Or sometimes we stumble upon them quite by accident. But um, what, what was the, um, that crossover moment for you where you said, hey, this, this isn't some, Uh, ape man roaming around in the woods that we can you know throwing that over and bring to the local zoo you know type of thing
1: right well for me it was you know I I I wanted it to be an ape that was what I set out to do and um, Mm. a lot of the people all the people really that that sort of helped me uh, learn how to do things and get comfortable in the woods I mean that was the first kind of thing is to get comfortable doing this so you're hmm. when you think really sit down and think about what what you're doing it, it's crazy yeah <laughs> we're going yeah. running in the woods in the middle of the night looking for a big, giant ape <laughs> like what are we doing so you, you have to kind of get over that and that was the first hurdle um, and that carried me through that that losing the fear of it really helped me understand what was happening and you know I resisted. Um, there were a lot of things that were shown to me or told to me that I didn't I didn't I, I wanted to put them aside as well. Um, mm-hmm. but eventually it just it got to be too much and um, I, I met Tom Powell who's a, a, a an author and investigator out of Oregon and he he opened my mind to this possibility because he, he's had experiences too. And he's kind of mentored me and my father-in-law, who also was really encouraging me to go down this road, um, to kind of explore these ideas. And it wasn't until I just said, okay, you know, let's just, we'll do it your way and see what happens. And Mm -hmm. it happened and things started happening. And the more, um, things more we did and the more, the more things happened. And it got to the point where, um, I was having very close contact experiences where, um, I didn't necessarily see what it was, but I, I could feel I a mean, whole shift in energy and the atmosphere, everything was different. And there was some sort of uh, emotional connection that I felt um, that really convinced me um, that something else was going on. But it took, you know, several years for me to really kind of accept and come to terms with it. Um, that was where my film, the A Spiritual, spiritual Bigfoot, came from was... Um, I wanted to share that, you know, I was able to get to that point where I did accept it. And and I wanted people to understand that um, you need to look at that, you need to keep Mm -hmm. your mind open. Um, And if you want to get beyond just uh, trying to get that, you know, billion to one DNA sample to finally prove Bigfoot or to add to your footprint collection, if you want to do (laughs) something more. Uh-huh. That there is something out there to be had. So, um, you know, mm-hmm. let's uh, like I, I like I call it. Uh, I wrote a blog article for one of my websites mm-hmm. years ago called "Unboxing Your Bigfoot." And I think I was kind of ahead of myself at that time. But it's mm-hmm. true, kind of removing the preconceived notion that it's not real or that it's a big monster, and and really accepting it for what you actually find when you go out there. What is it you actually encounter? It's not going to be what you expect,
0: All right? so uh, if you don't mind uh my asking what what kind of encounters have did you have that you know you said there was like that energy shift that that kind of connection
1: um well it started out in the, you know things i look back on things now and i go wow that was a missed opportunity i was right there and there's so much more could have happened had i been more open to it uh, but you know it started off with some rock throwing incidences where um pebbles were coming through the trees and landing at our feet. And, you know, I was with a group of people um, and, and things that went on for, you know, not just a fleeting, Oh, there's a creature. Okay. It's gone now. But things that lasted for up to an hour sometimes where we had these interactions. Uh, and then eventually um, Tom Powell introduced me to some psychic mediums uh, and we started working with them. And the whole intent there was um, to kind of remove the, myself get myself out of the way it was to to try Mm -hmm. to help me kind of um just connect with the earth and be and be in the moment really being present in the moment and and then when I finally was able to do that for the first time was in Oregon at Tom Powell's house with a psychic medium named Tish Paquette and um basically we were sitting on a bench in, in the woods behind Tom's property at night and uh we were doing a meditation and something approached me from behind um, got within six feet of me and um, I could just feel this giant ball of emotional energy just swirling around in my chest uh, and it felt uh, like a sort of like a hug from the inside it was very pleasant uh, but very surprising um, and, and never once was I afraid I knew what was happening I just you just knew that there was there was a energy transfer from something I could hear it um, and then it kind of faded and I opened my eyes and I looked back and there was, there was gone. There was nothing there, but the whole woods sort of had this, this glow to it. it. There was just um, a gray tint that slowly faded after, after that was over. And and that's when I knew that um, something had happened.
0: All right. So in your opinion, you, you would say that mm-hmm whatever you know what we call Bigfoot is it it would be a benign being
1: yeah I mean I think there's a lot of and it's not just Bigfoot there's a lot in in the world in general there's a lot of fear being preached people that that's mm-hmm. getting ratings and people want to hear about the monsters and and the bad things mm-hmm. out there and and I think that's gotten into a lot of people's heads and I just don't my experience have never, ever been that way, but I could see where one might feel threatened. Like you could interpret Mm. the feelings I had as some sort of attack, you know, if you you weren't prepared and you weren't, um, you know, in that situation, like I was, you might think, Oh my God, it, it tried to do something to me, but it it Mm. wasn't, it was far from that. And, but I could see how people could think that way.
0: You know, what what do you think of the, um, you know, it's, it's interesting because we have a lot of, talk these days about the uh, I'm sure you've heard about the 411 missing persons.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, I know David Ortiz. You know,
0: yeah, so there's yeah. the the whole talk, you know, could it be aliens, could you know, something like uh, Bigfoot be responsible for this and some people think that it is, you know. Uh, yeah. You know yeah. the, the, these beings are like uh nabbing people, but then there's there's people like yourself that have had positive experience. There's there's Dr. Uh, David Greer with his uh i think it's ce5 uh they call it yep. close encounters of the, the fifth kind where the where they initiate contact yep. with uh ufos and you know they, they get things on film they get they get uh experiences and they say this is all very positive you know th- these beings aren't looking to take over the earth they're not looking to hurt us right you know so you know what what would your thought be on the whole missing 411 if, if it's if it's not bigfoot it's not the ufos who or what is it
1: (laughs) that's an excellent question i mean i'm certainly not here to badmouth anybody i i like david plies a lot i think he's doing great things Mm. um the 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 notion for me that bigfoot is out there kidnapping people is just i i just don't believe that at all i i hate to say that i think it's ridiculous but i kind of do uh Mm. you know and again i i kind of point to um Again, no offense to anyone, but it's what people want to hear. I mean, it mm. it's it's what sells. When people that aren't Bigfoot people go out and they accidentally have an encounter that terrifies them, um, and that's that's the feeling that they have with it. But um, I would argue, was it really a terrifying experience, or was your reaction just to be terrified? You know, yeah. Uh, because again, uh, you know, it's not that I've had some positive experiences. I'm telling you, every single experience I've ever had has been positive. Uh, Mm -hmm. I, I have not had any point in time where I'm like, we got to get out of here. Yeah. But, but again, I'm open to the possibility that this thing is not going to hurt me. Um, you know, like we Mm -hmm. we used to joke in the early days, you know, um, you got to hold your ground if it's bluff charge, if they're bluff charge you. So then if you want to know the difference between a bluff charge and a real charge, it's that last step. Yeah. You have to, you have (laughs) to hold your, hold your own and hope you don't get knocked over. (laughs) You have the stomach for that. (laughs) Because it yeah. does. It takes you have to sort of um, be comfortable with yourself to to really be able to accept what's what's happening.
0: Yeah, and it's it's like uh, Dr. David Greer says, um, not David Greer. What, is it David Greer? I just said his name. Why am I, I saying so. David Greer? <laughs> but uh, but he says you know it's 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 kind of the thing to make us be afraid. You know uh, you know the powers that be don't want us to think or know um you know there's something you know higher than ourselves out there something beyond ourselves right you know we're all into national security our airspace or you know or you know whatever the case may be you know so of course everything is seen as a threat even, yeah. even if they don't understand it you know well, so you know how that? much
1: we've we've oh, yeah. uh, we've taken some of our shows and our movies and stuff and we've we've pitched them to some of the television networks and things. I mean, that's kind of what you do when you're in this business and we get the same story. You know, if you make it scary, we'll talk to you. They don't want, they don't want to show stuff like this on television. That's oh, no. not what their audience wants. So mm. you know, we're, we're going against the grain here with what we're doing, but I believe in it so whole, wholeheartedly. I, I put myself out there and I deal with uh, the haters and, And for the most part, I find people really kind of get it. And sometimes it surprises me that people get it, but um, it's been very encouraging um, and there's a lot more to come for sure.
0: Yeah. There there was something else I was going to, another question I was going to pop on you there.
1: Well, think about Um, that. There's one thing I'll add for you. Um, You know, when when we did the Bigfoot Alien Connection reveal, that was sort of where we were. Let's see and let's investigate. Is it potentially of alien origin? Mm -hmm. Um, And then from there, um, we did a lot of, you know, um, theory kind of work behind the scenes. And then we went out and we did a show called The Paranormal Highway, where we tested these things. Let's try different electronic pieces of equipment and see what kind of interactions we can get. And, And within that, we kind of figured out that we can kind of make things appear. Mm. Um, which really brought in the interdimensional side into our heads. So we did a movie called the Bigfoot alien or uh, alien contact in the Rockies, which mm. where we we, we think we may have either opened or found this like portal that things came through. Mm. And at that particular time, we were still kind of thinking alien, um, but since then we've moved on to more of the interdimensional side and some of the filming and things that we're, we're now trying are, bringing energy sources to these places that we can actually um, break that veil and have interactions um, through some sort of interdimensional veil that we open. And we've had some levels of measurable success, which has been really fascinating and really unexpected.
0: And and what would you say to the people? Because I know there's a lot of people that hear things like that, even with paranormal investigations, and they say, well, you know, you, you, shouldn't, uh, play with that sort of thing because it's all evil. It's all, you know, just these, uh, evil, you know, or demonic entities looking to, to deceive. So that, that really, that really puts a lot of fear in people, especially if the encounter, you know, or even if it is positive, they say, well, you know, it's, it's some, uh, you know, diabolical, uh, thing masquerading as the angel of light, so to speak, you know? So what, what could you tell people that would maybe calm that fear a little bit that not everything is the monster trying to get us?
1: (laughs) That's that. And I mean, that's the conclusion I've come to where I'm at right now is that's the number one thing. When I, um, I, I I run a couple of different events where I take people out and show them the ropes. Here's how you do the Bigfoot stuff. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, overcoming the fear is, is the, the number one thing. If you can do that, if you can, if you can get past that, there's so much more out there. So what do I say to that? Um, we 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 really feel like um, we're sort of being led along now. Like a lot of the things that happen, my my father-in-law, who I do most of these films with, like, he calls it synchronicity, where things just start to line up that put us in a position and something happens and we're like if you think about all the things that led up to us even being there it's just it's mind blowing like yeah. so it starts to become this this idea of this didn't happen by accident and if you yep. can if you can start to think that way you, you every one of us we're missing things there's things that are coming at us that we're like whoa i don't know what's happening here uh-huh. and you kind of want to push it away but uh, there's just there, there's just some sort of being led down this road and then when we follow that And we get to the end of that road, we're rewarded. We have some sort of visual video captured evidence, we have some sort of interaction, some sort of counter. So there's validation to us in a positive way that we followed the breadcrumbs and it led us to where we were supposed to be. And it's happened over and over and over again over since 2019. Everything we've done has led us to the next thing, led us to the next thing. You know, we get somewhere and they're like, you guys are awesome. You got to go talk to so and so. And we go talk to so and so and we go out to, you know, out east somewhere and we have some other big encounter. It's just you know, one thing after another. So, um, what I would say is just pay attention to your environment, listen to your heart, you know, and, and put that fear aside. Just believe in yourself and believe that the, the world is not trying to kill you.
0: <laughs> mm, yeah, for sure. Probably our fellow man would try to kill us before some of these, uh, <laughs> if, if they wanted to do us in, you know, Bigfoot aliens, they uh, they certainly could have and would have done it a long time ago.
1: Sure. But you know? well, the other thing is, you know, I'm, I'm very cognizant of what we're doing, I'm very respectful when I'm out there, um, you know if we were different, aggressive and, uh, you know, maybe things turned out differently, but I think a lot of it is you you—you get back what you put out. So mm. if you go out there with good intentions, there's a really good chance you'll have a positive experience. If you go out there with a gun trying to get your DNA, you know, that might, that might cause some problems. I don't know. I've not done that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you think there's, um? cause I know where I used to live where all this, you know, paranormal and, you know, the Bigfoot uh, encounter happened, was all uh, once upon a time Native American land as a place. Uh, Orange County, New York, there's a Middletown, New York.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: And uh, if, if you look up the Orange County Fair in Middletown, New York, there's been several write-ups in the paper because the, the fairgrounds is right on an Indian burial ground. And every year at the same time, they would have this torrential rain and they called it the Curse of the Orange County Fair, you know, because it was on the Indian burial ground. But uh, sure. It's a, it's a really, uh, you know, back in the day I grew up there, a really strange area. And then right on the outskirts of Middletown, there's a little town called Slate Hill. And then, um, you know, about five, 10 minutes outside of Slate Hill is South Centerville, where I grew up. And there's was school, you know, it's all, all Indian land. And it's, it's just, like I said, it's, it's a place where everybody has a story.
1: Right, you know, right.
0: everybody has seen something, everybody has heard something. Some people say there's like a big black cloud that's hanging over Middletown, you know, that uh, when you get there, everything just, and, and, and I've seen, I've seen what, you know, what they mean by that, but I also think it was kind of mindset. I had that when I was younger and yep. everything, everything I did was always just a brick wall in front of me. But then once I got older and said, you know, Middletown's not so bad, and you know, really, what's out to get me? Right. It became right. a different place, and everybody around me was saying, "Oh boy, what a what a miserable place!" But um, you know, I the I woods can do the same a... thing if
1: you if you're on yeah. the same way in the woods. It's it'll be the same. It'll be the same way. I guarantee it.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: So, so and, the uh, to talk about the Native American side, if if you wanted me to
0: yes yes i wanted to see if there, you think there's maybe a connection that maybe these were beings that that they used to you yeah. know commune with or
1: so the spiritual bigfoot the whole concept behind it wasn't so much tied to native american but it was too and, and not to say that i'm doing native american rituals or anything but it's much respect and throwback to to the native americans i think they kind of had it right the fact that they their connection to the the environment the nature the world we live in was much stronger than ours Mm -hmm. we're we're more focused on our daily lives but they were more connected to the earth and things Mm -hmm. around them and i really think that's the key to understanding bigfoot sasquatch i think you know that's kind of what their maybe one of their purposes is is to try to get us more in touch with ourselves and and more about living in the moment and And just, you know, we're here and now take it in. There's birds all around you. Listen to them. You know, it's it's all about um being connected with with the whole universe, including our fellow man. I mean, we're all here together in the same way. It kind of Mm -hmm. a throwback to the you know the sixties and seventies, peace and love. I mean, it really kind of comes down to that. And that's sort of what I, I kind of feel is at least part of the message that that they're trying to tell us is we need to we need to all get along and and be who we're supposed to be and not all this other crazy stuff that goes on.
0: Yeah. The, the, there's probably so much more to life that we would be connected with. If we just got away from the, uh, I don't know, the, the nine to five mentality, the, you yep. know, the materialism mentality, it, it just blocks uh, so much, you know, from our experiences, from our, from our sight right and uh you know you you see people will say well you know i never saw a ghost i never saw you know bigfoot well you know and then they'll turn around and say because i don't i don't believe in that
1: crap <laughs> right right.
0: and and, that, and that's the thing you, you know if you shut yourself down and say it's not there it's not where you know chances are you're not gonna be open you're, to seeing yeah, you're it right
1: and i i firmly believe we're a part of something bigger than just mm-hmm. our nine to five i mean i think there's there's more out there there's there's more to come i mean be it when we die or whatever i i you know i think we're part of the whole universe in some ways and and we've just kind of lost our way i think to some degree or we don't understand yeah. that or we don't want to accept that um, but when you look out at night and you see all the stars i mean we're one of them we're part of all that yeah um, we need to we need to worry a little less about ourselves and, and be more connected to everything i think
0: definitely and hopefully uh hopefully we'll learn sooner than later you know because uh <laughs> we're, we're, we're not doing such a great job here in 2023
1: <laughs> no we're definitely kind of heading in the wrong direction as a as a, a planet in some ways yeah
0: i i sometimes wonder that um you know you, you hear like some of the native american prophecies and you know of course there's you know the the christian the jewish you know uh, so many of the, the different traditions talk about, you know, someone or something, you know, the, the kingdom of God, you know, the realm of God intervening, intervening at a certain point in our history, you know, when things are like, you know, so bad, right. we've messed, we've messed this place up. So, you know, and, in, in such a state. And, and I sometimes wonder, you know, I, I sometimes think that's true. You know, that I, I, I don't know that we're, capable as a species at least most of us you know of pulling ourselves up by the the bootstraps and saying hey what are we doing what am i doing right you know i think it's going to take a serious shock like holy cow you know
1: right right like a before a, people an invasion of alien craft all of a sudden <laughs> we're like, yeah we better get ourselves together because we we're we're needed as a unified group to to fend off whatever this is I mean, I don't think that's I don't think that's necessarily where we're headed, but um, yeah, there 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 is some sort of um, uh, you know, uh, whether wh- however you want to view it through religion or otherwise, but I think everyone is is sort of thinking about the same thing just in different ways. However, mm-hmm. you want to sort of compartmentalize it so that you can digest that information (laughs) yeah yeah. you know but it's it's probably bigger than than any one religion um but but i don't know you know i i I think every it it all kind of makes sense in some ways
0: yeah yeah and a lot a lot of people don't see that it's the the one way or or no way you know but when when you when you look at uh, all the different religions you you definitely see common threads oh yeah Yeah. you know you, you you see a lot of wisdom and you know, I don't. I don't think we're going to be, you know, under some uh, interdimensional and interplanetary threat to bring us together. But, you That's know, right. I I think if if and when those things intervene, you know, into our reality, it's it's to show us, you know, there's a better way. Right. You know, right. you're you you're not in this alone, and it's it's time to grow up, you know, or you're just gonna annihilate yourself and this beautiful planet you you live on.
1: And I kind of feel like that could potentially be one of the answers to the question of why Bigfoot and and what does it want? What's it doing here? Why does it Mm -hmm. do what it does? Um, That may be part of the picture. I mean, that's sort of kind of direction I'm being led a a little bit, you know, and and I, I'm willing to entertain that idea.
0: Yeah, it could be, you know, when, you, when it comes to uh, I'll, I'll share my, My encounter now so you can you can digest this. So again, growing up in this little town, South Centerville, New York, on the outskirts of Middletown and in Orange County. And uh let's see, there was one, two, three, four, five. There was like nine, ten of us, you know, neighborhood kids, all the brothers and sisters, you know, we were always out doing something. There were those of us who were teenagers, and then there was, you know, two or three younger kids you know, who were, you know, maybe uh, 10, 11, you know, 8, 9. And this started in the summer of 1981, where all the little kids kept coming to us. And if, if you went outside of my house, you know, there was a road in front of the house, Route 6. And if you went down Route 6, just, you know, a little ways, less than a quarter of a mile, there's another, you know, little road that shot off and there was a catholic church it's still there holy cross church to the left and country road if you kept going about a half mile down the road is this big rock on the side of the road you know this big boulder and so we just call it the big rock we're going to take a walk to the big rock we're going to ride our bikes to the big rock so the little kids kept coming to us saying don't ride your bike down to the big rock at night don't walk down to the big rock and night. there's something in the woods and we never answered them. We just looked at them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, Mm -hmm. we're back talking about, you know, Bruce Lee and Chuck Norris, you know, (laughs) that was our our thing. And uh, so this goes on and, and, you know, it, it fades out, you know, uh, a little bit. And then it was the late summer of 1981 when me and a friend of mine were walking down the road and we're, we're just about, to the Catholic church. And it was one of those like really dark, moonless nights, you know, really black. There, there was some faint light from the lights in the parking lot of the church. But you couldn't see much if you looked at the woods across the road. And my friend stops and he like grabs my shoulder and he goes, What the hell is that? You know? And I'm looking, I'm like, what? What? And he's like, right there across the road. And I'm like, where? He's like, right there. And he takes off running. And I'm squinting into the dark and I I saw something big and black that was like darker than the night, but I couldn't tell what it was, you know, and I just figured he saw something a lot more horrifying than I did. So I turned around and started running as well. Fast forward to the February of 1982, cold, snowy, all the families grocery shopped on Um, Friday nights so my family usually got home first so I I went out for a walk waiting for everybody to get home waiting for my friends to get home so I go down to the church you know if you walk down the road there's a parking lot long road that goes down to the front of the church then you hang uh, a right you go to the front of the church and there's a big parking lot on the side and then a Sunday school building you know farther over to the left and there's some, you know, parking, you know, street lights in there. So I I hang the right, I walk to the front of the church, I get right to the corner, or I'm about to step into the, the parking lot. And I look up over toward the Sunday school building. And this thing comes walking out from the side of the Sunday school building, right under the light. And it's huge. You know, I was like, five, eight at the time, it had to be Two of me or better. I mean, you know, under the, the street like this thing was gigantic. You could see the definition in the chest and the biceps, you know, it was like broad, you know. I mean, this huge muscular. And it's standing there with its head up like it's sniffing the air. And I just freeze. And I'm thinking, A, what the hell is that? B, what is it smelling? does it smell me? And if so, am I dinner? This is
1: (laughs) right. Right.
0: So, uh, and I see this thing clear as day. It's just standing there sniffing the air. You know, it's not a bear because it's, you know, it's February, it's freezing cold. There's crusty, you know, you know, at least a foot and a half of crusty, you know, ice encapsulated snow on the ground. So I just slowly back up, turn around and run. You know, it's like, you know, no way. So other kids, you know, saw the black shape at night, heard things in the woods. Everybody's creeped out. You know, I tell everybody what I saw. They're like, yeah, there's something out there. So then fast forward to that October, 1982, me and my brother and a friend of ours, Dave, decide we're going to go hunt for this local Bigfoot. We're going to find it. So, we arm ourselves and this this is always my favorite part of the story, like like this would have done if we if, if we met this thing and it was hostile. We, we armed ourselves with a dagger that I found in my kitchen drawer that my father had. It was I guess it was an antique, I don't know, had an eagle on the handle. so we had it we had a dagger, a baseball bat, and a pair of homemade nunchucks that were made out of a shovel handle held together with two you know eyes and a a dog chain.
1: <laughs> wow, I would have liked to seen you fight a eight foot Bigfoot with nunchucks. That would have been, <laughs> hey man, <laughs> I got him.
0: So we go all the way down to the big rock. We cut up into the woods. We go all the way up in the back. We're walking all around, you know, few hours looking for anything, you know, nothing. You know, the woods on the opposite side of the road. We're just combing through the woods looking. We know you're here, you know, kids, <laughs> idiots, right? <laughs> so we're coming back home. We're walking back home, and there's this little bridge that you cross. And um, now this, yeah, this was right before the bridge. There's this little ditch, little hill, and then a field with a few sparse small trees in it, and then a few trees at the 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 wood line, not wasn't very thick. It's not You could see right into the woods there. It was very sparse, small trees. Most of the leaves were off the trees by then because it was like a week till Halloween. And we hear across this field coming from the woods this roar. Sounds like a lion. Roar! So we stop and we're like, holy crap, what is that? You know? So we keep hearing it. Like, okay, I must know we're looking for it. And there it is. This roar comes across the fields, getting closer, 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 till it's right in front of us. You know, I, I would say two and a half feet, three feet at the most, right in front of us. And my brother has this horrified look on his face and he goes, I don't know what the hell that is, but it's invisible. He goes, Let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> so we take off running. And uh, you know that 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 was the extent of the up close and personal, uh, you know, encounters.
1: Right.
0: I look back now, and you know, I you know, like you, when I saw it in the churchyard, I feel like it was an opportunity missed. You yeah. know, because if I mean, this it thing showed itself to, catch to me,
1: you for a reason. Yeah. Um, I mean that was that was something that it chose to do. Now, did, mm-hmm. did that experience uh, change you in some way? And and are are you different now because of it? Did you, you know, you've got a podcast now. <laughs> Maybe that wouldn't happen. You know, you know, it, yeah. you know, it, it probably um, it probably let you down a certain path that you took and you didn't even realize it.
0: It could, you know, my thing is I. <sighs> Since I was a little kid, you know, I, I saw th- things and people that shouldn't have been there, call them spirits, call them angels, call them whatever. So I always had those encounters with, you know, the other. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I don't know.
1: You're just prone to that kind of thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I remember, yeah, my, my, the first one I remember, I remember when I was little, just getting off a uh, different uh, little story here. I remember uh, when I first graduated from the crib to the bed, I always felt like someone was in the room with me watching over me, you know, and I felt safe, like it was someone that I knew. And many times there was a shadowy figure standing in the corner of the room. Sometimes it would sit on the foot of the bed if I wasn't feeling well. And, uh, you know, I, I just always sensed it. I always felt comforted by it. I remember when I was three years old, and again, they could shoot me up with sodium pentothal, and I'll tell the story the way I've told it many times to people. Christmas Eve at my grandmother's house, where where we used to live, there was my parents' house. 32nd walk down the driveway, my grandparents' house, they were like right next door. It's Christmas Eve, my grandmother and mother are making all the pies and cookies. That was always their thing. Christmas Eve, they did all that. I was on the couch. I was kind of tired. I kept asking, where's daddy? Where's daddy? My mother was saying, he's working. He'll, he'll be here pretty soon. He finally comes in. He's talking to my grandmother and mother for a while. And my mother says, well, you know, he's getting tired. You know, Paul's getting tired. Take him up, put him in bed. I'll be up in a few minutes. So, you know, my father puts my coat on and he picks me up. He carries me outside. As soon as we step outside of my grandmother's house, I remember all these Christmas lights. It was like a Christmas magic land out there. Hmm. And I'm looking at it over my father's shoulder going, wow, you know, this must have been, you know, when daddy was at work, this is what he was doing, putting all this up, you know? <laughs> I mean, the, you know, there was these light up candy canes, lights on the house, I mean, candles lining the driveway, going up to, you know, my parents' house. I remember this like it was yesterday. And as we're walking and, and I'm looking at all this, I look to the left and there's this old-fashioned um street light that they would put like candles or kerosene lamps in. And it's li- it's lit, but I couldn't tell you what it was lit by. And there's the typical green garland with the red bow on it. And I remember looking at it going, was that always there? Hmm. You know, I don't know if I remember seeing that before, you know. And then out of the shadows steps this woman. I could still remember her face. She had, you know, longer blonde hair pulled back in a ponytail. Uh, brown coat, like a trench coat that came to about her knees. She had her hands in her pockets. She stepped out right next to the light, looked at me as we passed by, smiled and just said, Merry Christmas. <laughs> and I'm looking at her trying to identify her as just a family friend there was a family friend that they nicknamed Toots. And uh, I remember looking at her going, is that Toots? Did Toots come for Christmas? It can't be Toots. Toots has dark hair. You know, this girl's hair is too light. But yeah, things like that all wow. the time.
1: Yeah, yeah. You
0: know, crazy as it sounds. So, you know, whether I'm just open to it, it sent something. But yeah, there, there it was did it change me at all um it, it definitely compounded the fact for me that there's more more to life more to our world than uh yeah than we realize or, or care to think about for most people
1: i could see you know whatever it is uh gravitating towards you in a, in a way of um someone who can help you mm. know help them spread the word or whatever it is, you know,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, and I look at the growl because I've heard I've heard people say, you know they that uh, they have a sense of humor.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know
0: so you know it it obviously knew we were out there looking for it. yep, And the way I look at it now is that either it was just telling us, hey, I'm here for a, a bigger purpose, get yeah. lost. You know, it you was in a mocking j- way <laughs> yeah. it
1: certainly was yeah. in a mocking way i believe that <laughs>
0: yeah but uh but again if, if it was going to grab us for one us away hurt us in some way but it happened <laughs> yeah it, it it like i said it was literally that growl was like yeah. two two and a half feet in front of it it, it could have reached up over that little embankment that was maybe you know foot and a half tall and yeah. just grabbed us and you know tore us to shreds you know we were out there by ourselves you know oh yeah but but uh no you know you, both times um no harm befell anybody it didn't chase anybody it didn't chase me so um you know back then it was kind of scary seeing this and hearing this but now
1: sure
0: uh now i say no there, there had to be something else because if it wanted to do harm it it certainly could have no no problem
1: absolutely yeah i remember my my first night hike or night bigfoot squatching or whatever you want to call it um, was about 15 minutes because it was so intense you know i'm like (laughs) we're out of here you know it took it took several years to really get comfortable and and where you kind of don't feel that and and that's when things started to become more clear for sure Mm
0: -hmm. you know and i remember in your um your one documentary as well you talked about orbs often often being uh, a part of the whole uh, bigfoot scenario and this was uh my brother and two of our friends were in the woods and back at the catholic church one night and uh they were just you know back there walking talking whatever they were doing and my brother happened to look up and saw this glowing orange ball he, he said it was meandering through the woods like going around the trees you know almost like it was conscious like it was walking just kind of navigating through the woods and he you know again that was our big thing you know what the hell is that you know he, he points at it you know as you know yells at, look look what the hell is that everybody turns and looks and he says as he points at it and, and, and yells for everybody to look, it stops and suddenly it like speeds up in the opposite direction, flies and you know, hits a tree and just explodes in like a ball of flame that you said you heard, it would just went boosh and it was yeah, gone.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know. It's one of the things we teach in our in our our camp out weekend is um when you hear things we you refer to you refer to your, your, like if you if straight ahead was noon and behind you was six and you, you call out your position on where you hear something, but we don't point, we don't shine lights. We don't draw attention to the fact that we hear it. Um, mm-hmm. and the way we do that is that seems to, um, allow us, allows that to come closer. And then you can have more of a contact type experience than just a fleeting visual of something. So we, we teach that to, uh, don't point, don't be like, there it is. You know? we, <laughs> we're like, okay, so I heard, I heard some footsteps at, at three o'clock that sounded pretty heavy. And then we're like, okay, you know, let's just stop here a minute and listen. And and then mm-hmm. that's how we're able to sometimes put people in positions to have their own experience, which um, we're pretty good at. It happens usually one or two groups a year has their own encounter of some kind, some kind.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it it makes sense because probably our our energy, whether that's disrupting to them, uh, or they just realize, you know, we're kind of not receiving them the way that they would like us to. If we're like, oh my god, that's what I think.
1: Yeah, we're scaring them. Let's get out of here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, I think I think that could be And I mean, I you know, I don't know any of this for sure. This is all just from my personal experiences, the opinions that I currently have and uh, you talk to me in a year or two, maybe I'm singing a different tune. You never know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you'll, you'll get a lot more information, you know, than uh, somebody like myself. That's, uh, you know, I, I used to do um, some small paranormal investigations. I've been recently the last couple of years, little by little, kind of, you know, getting out there and, you know, I have some tools, but, you know, certainly nothing like, you know, you guys would have to yeah go out there and 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 uh find, you know collect the data that, that you're getting
1: yeah so right now we're trying to corroborate um experiences uh, we usually try to get two to three things happening at once be it um you know personal experience counts um some sort of environmental change and then um you know some of these fancier ghost tools trying to pick up anomalies through there either you know changes in temperature or orbs in the sky or whatever uh and and that's you know we're doing it we're we're getting that kind of result where we can we can have two three things happen all at the same time that kind of all corroborate each other um and it puts together a, a pretty solid case for you know what our current theories are
0: so what do you what do you got coming up um i know your last um last documentary was uh spiritual bigfoot what's what's coming up after that
1: so well right now we are uh we just finished filming um for uh a documentary on the bradshaw ranch which is in Sedona, arizona Uh, it's similar to the skinwalker ranch in a lot of ways where you've got uh paranormal type activity you've got cryptid activity you've got uh craft in the sky um, so there's you know, potential government involvement. Um, there's just a, a lot of different things going on out there. Uh, and we've been able to to do some pretty remarkable things that um, are gonna I think open up some people's minds to things because we're able to really, you know, show some data that says, hey, um, whatever's going on here wasn't happening when we got here. <laughs> mm. It's happening now and and now we're having very strange things going on. So, Um, the bradshaw ranch i'm not sure what exactly it'll be titled probably something similar to that um, will be the next big big one i'm I'm really excited for people to see that Um, we just finished up a film on uh, uh, bigfoot of bailey which is uh, bailey colorado Um, it's a shorter film but it it really showcases some of the things that have been going on up there that we've been involved with Um, yeah there's always something cooking i've got three or four things in production right now so lots and lots more to come (laughs) awesome
0: do you ever think you'll uh investigate skinwalker ranch
1: actually we we have um, to some degree (laughs) nice we were uh we were at the phenomicon last year we got invited to speak and that's in vernal utah which is about 30 minutes from skinwalker ranch and the skinwalker skinwalker ranch cast was there uh, and we said to one of them hey you know we want to try some things out there. What can you tell us? It's like, here's a GPS coordinate. It's not on the ranch, but it's the closest you can get to the ranch. Uh, So we went there and we did an investigation and got some pretty interesting things. We were um, pretty much um, at at the fence of the property line overlooking the ranch. So we, you know, three steps across the fence, we would have been on their property, but we didn't. Wow. Um, But we, you know, we, we did our investigation there and and we got some things to show for it. So,
0: Hmm. yeah, I was telling you before the show for, you know, a number of years, I've been doing like the spiritual counseling and, uh, you know, spiritual readings for people. And, um, this was, I want to say maybe, uh, 2012 that, um, I actually uh, booked a call with someone. It was a woman. Her first question was, uh, she goes, basically, I want to know if there's a curse on me, Mm. if there's anything evil following me around. I was like, well, you know, what, what makes you ask something like that? And she launched into this whole story about a ranch that she lived on where there was all this paranormal happening going on, you know, creatures, UFOs. Uh, she said it was like the the most uh, terrifying thing that that she ever uh, experienced in her life. And, you know, for months, she didn't sleep. Uh, when she left there, there were still things like happening, you know, in, in her home at night. And, uh, and, and she said several times, she goes, uh, she goes, you, you might not hear about a, a lot about it now, but you're going to She's like, this this place is like no other place in the world. You know, they got people coming in now to investigate what's happening on this property. And it was, it was Skinwalker.
1: Yep. Well, I can tell you from experience, we've we've met a lot of people and been to a lot of places, and it is not unique to Skinwalker Ranch. Um, it's by far the most famous, but it is not the only place like that at all. We've uncovered several and we've heard about several more that we hope to get to someday.
0: Yeah, what, what what is your uh, your view on places like that where you know there there's folks like you and I and uh, and Stephen Greer, it's not David Greer, Doctor Stephen Greer, who says, well, you know, they, these things really aren't hostile, but then there's there's places like Skinwalker Ranch where you know people were absolutely terrified, saying, you know, oh, I mean that this was like living in the middle of hell. Yeah, you know, um, in your opinion that the, the, the the best maybe you, you could guess what's going on there that that's makes these places so terrifying
1: yeah well i think the the fear comes from people not understanding and the unknown um so i don't think these places are terrifying i've been to some of these places and i don't find them terrifying but they are intense um there are things that happen there there's energy um as far as what's causing it you know i, I don't know if it's uh You know, is that where uh, interdimensional beings come in and out? Is it like a portal or a high source of energy that they somehow can use those areas? You know, I'm not really sure. But like I said, I could certainly see how things could be interpreted as terrifying. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, I don't think they're meant to be that way. I don't think that's that they necessarily are. I mean, people, um, you know, I've had um, incidents, instances where I've, you know, been made to feel sick you know like I, i'm physically ill from whatever effects of whatever happened but i've i never felt that that was an attack of any kind i think it was more so that um i experienced a high source of energy that the human body's just not acclimated to and you yeah. know, it, it hit me in a different way than whatever this this thing is but um you know i've i've seen things in these areas i've seen you know what i would consider to be bigfoot uh at this at these places and um all things that could be terrifying if you know if you're not yeah. if you're not ready for it you know and the other thing is if you live there and you didn't ask for this and it just started happening it's sort really of inconvenient and and it and it would be terrifying you know i yeah. i go looking for these places and i i know what i'm getting into when i go there but if uh-huh. you're if you're not like me, and not many people are, <laughs> you know, it's it's overwhelming and you don't know how to handle it. And and then you fall back on, well, what do I know? Well, I know that, you know, there are scary movies that tell me this and podcasts mm-hmm. and TV shows and all these things that tell me that this is bad and dangerous and I'm in danger and all these things. Yep. You don't have any other frame of reference but that. So that's how mm-hmm. you feel. That's how you react.
0: Yeah, you know, you know what it makes me think of when when you say that? Did you ever watch see the uh, the TV show Psychic Kids?
1: I know with, um,
0: it was on. Um, it was an A and E series, and um, it has uh, the psychic medium Chip Coffee. I'm sure yeah. you heard of him. Yeah, for sure. So, so basically, it's him and you know his team. Uh, they go around and they uh, you know help kids that. are are basically seeing spirits
1: right right. you know
0: the the, these kids are you know are are gifted you know they're they're seeing what other people don't they're afraid and they they teach them how to deal with it yeah you know they have a imagine
1: as as a kid and you see your deceased grandma in front of you (laughs) she might be there to be like i'm here to give you love and provide you guidance (laughs) but you're like (laughs) "Ah."
0: yeah and and that's the thing you know they um I mean, they, he, he has a psychologist on his team, you know, to make sure the, um, you know, the kids are not making it up or, you know, suffering from some kind of, you know, mental right. illness. Right, right. Uh, but if it turns out to be, you know, uh, a true, you know, gift, you know, uh, they teach them how to deal with it, how to deal with these personalities that are showing up in their bedroom at night. Right. And it's, it, it's the same thing. You know, a lot of these kids are petrified. You know, they don't want to go to bed at night. You know, they, they see things in their night. They're, they're in there screaming. They're, they're terrified. Yeah. But then when they come to find out, you know, and ship coffee and the team, you know, run them through it. They realize, well, these aren't evil ghosts coming to hurt them. You know, they're souls of people who are stuck. They're looking for help. Yeah. And, and, and some of them uh, may be a little angry or gruff for whatever reason they come across like they're mean, but they're, they're still, they're, they're looking for something.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And yeah. once they understand that and know how to control it and deal with it, the whole dynamic changes, you know, right. they're, they're, they're not, uh, so the same kind of thing, like you're saying with something like skinwalker ranch, is it really a nightmare or people just don't understand what it is they're dealing with? So, Oh my God, it's a monster.
1: You yeah. Know? It's true. I mean, fear is a response that we create individually. You and I could be in the same place at the same time, having the exact same experience. I'm gonna say it was the best day of my life. You're gonna be like, oh my God, I almost died. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it it really is a perspective and in and in, in how you choose to deal with it. I mean, sometimes you don't have a choice because you, you you know, like I said, you you fall back on, I don't know what this is, so all I have is information that says it's bad. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, we used to um, back in the eighties. You know, me and my friends, we used to just go explore like old, um, dilapidated places, houses, barns. Yeah. You know, anything like that. We were fascinated with, and um, it, it's another place. If if you look at the uh, the Middletown Psychiatric Center in Middletown, New York, it's abandoned now, but they say it's one of the most haunted places on earth, you know, and, and, and even though it's still falling apart, there's still, you know, tons of uh, investigation teams that go there oh yeah, and what, what, what they see, what they pick up. And directly across from this place, you know, out in the middle of a field is this big barn. And uh, the psychiatric center used this barn for storage at one time so we got the idea we were just driving around one night and happened to see the barn off in the distance and we're like hey let's go there tonight you know? <laughs> and so we did and uh the, this place um again the, the the activity in this place at night was was just insane it was just like you were saying you know if six of us went you know, there's maybe four of us that are going, man, that was so cool. Yeah. And two, you know, two of us are, you know, practically on the ground can barely walk. They're so afraid. I remember exactly. my friend's one, one brother, he was like shaking. He could barely stand. He was crying. He's like,
1: I never want to go here
0: again. You
1: know. <laughs> yeah. There was a guy we interviewed and from for life. I mean, I can't think of who, who it was now, but he said that one day him and his wife were out, you know, at, at night and he saw this light in the sky and this, beautiful silver craft you know appeared and the light shone down and it flew off at incredible speeds and you know they just left him speechless and later he asked his wife was like what do you think about that and he's like oh you mean the angel i saw a beautiful angel appeared mm. in the, from the heavens but they well. were you know they both saw the same thing but just interpreted it very very differently so yeah 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 i remember one time we were we were leading a ghost hunt in one of those places an old abandoned nursing home lots of bad things happened there and we were having fun and leading you know leading tours and stuff and and uh, a bunch of high school football players showed up a bunch of bros (laughs) and they were there and and they wanted to go off with some equipment and try some things and we're like all right cool and uh i was just kind of going around checking on people and i hear this whispering in the corner and i flip my flashlight on, and they're all huddled up (laughs) in the corner like who is that what's going on they were terrified (laughs) they were probably twice the size of me but they were like 10 times more scared it was just uh, yeah it was really funny (laughs)
0: yeah people don't handle that kind
1: of thing well no when you get people out of their element it's it's fun to watch them squirm
0: (laughs) yeah The, the the weirdest thing i mean there were definitely weird things in this barn but one night my my one friend was having a a gathering at his house you know his his parents were away so it was his was the party pad (laughs) and we were up to like two in the morning three in the morning uh telling my you know our other friend's girlfriend you know about this barn she's like i want to go there right now so we took her it was like just drizzly you know rain october night and you, you parked on the side of the road went down this this path and you came to a fence that said do not enter but you know, we jumped the fence. We entered anyway because we're idiots. <laughs> and uh, I remember we we jumped the fence, and uh, we're we're walking, you know, toward the barn. And out of the silo comes this blue light that looked like a searchlight, went up into the clouds, lit up lit up the sky. You know, the the rain clouds above, like a searchlight in the clouds, and it starts zigzagging.
1: Oh wow. <laughs>
0: through the sky coming toward us and uh, i didn't think anything of it again i i wasn't feeling afraid i was fascinated like you know what is that until my you know my friend yells out he's like let's get out of here it's coming right for us you know so he turns you know he grabs you know our other friend's girlfriend they start running for the fence so of course i you know took off with them we threw her her over the fence we jumped over the fence (laughs) And we're uh, looking back at this like it was like the headless horseman of Sleepy Hollow. It gets right to that gate that we oh, jumped, man. stops in the clouds, backtracks in a zigzag, and goes down into the silo. Oh wow! So that that was definitely weird. And uh, yeah, again, one of those things where I was fascinated. I, I think I think my one friend's girlfriend was more fascinated than, than anything else because she was like, Oh, I wanted to stand there and see what happened. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you
1: reach out and touch it.
0: <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah, that that was definitely uh I I kinda I kinda suspected Middletown wasn't the greatest place in the world. I, I kind of expected that maybe Uh, some people took some of the patients over there and did things to them that they shouldn't have. And maybe there were, there were some people that uh, that were deceased and just, you know, who knows, you know, when this place closed, they didn't ship, you know, any of the patients anywhere, uh, you know, to other facilities, they just actually emptied the place right on the streets of Middletown. Wow. You know, so who knows what could have happened when they they knew this was coming, knew what they were going to do. Nobody was going to come to claim these people, right? Who knows what they did? Yeah, you know the one night we we were in there and we were um, it was actually going up into the silo the the ladder on the wall going up into the silo where they they stored grain or whatever, and uh, we're walking through the corridor and we hear somebody up there moaning hmm. loud. They were like ah. ah. You know, and we're like, oh my god! You know, somebody from you know the psych units living up there. You know, all this time. You know, so we're like yelling up there, "Are you okay? Do you need us to call? You know, an ambulance? Do you need us to call the cops?" And they're just ah, they're like, oh man, you know, it's risky, but we got to peek up there and see who this is, what kind of shape they're in. So me and my my one friend, you know, same guy that saw the light in the coming out of the silo. We we bunch up on this ladder. We go and and peek through this little hatch in the wall up into the silo with our flashlights. There's nobody there.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, wow. <laughs> you know,
0: so that was the moment I said, you know, I I I think maybe uh, somebody did some bad things to some people from the yeah, could be the, the psych center over over here.
1: Hmm.
0: But uh, yeah. Offbeat stories away from Bigfoot.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, that happens. I, I am down the rabbit hole now, so.
0: <laughs> yeah, I hear you. It's a it's a fascinating journey, that's for sure.
1: It is. It's been fun. It's been good.
0: Yeah. Well, as I said, you keep up the good work. Thank um, you. I w- I would suggest again anybody uh, that likes watching documentaries watch Alan's documentary "Spiritual Bigfoot" and the UFO. Um, or the Bigfoot Alien Connection. Great documentaries, and uh you won't you won't regret it. A lot a lot of information there that will make you think. So, man, I appreciate you having this conversation.
1: Yeah, it's been great. Thanks a lot for having me.
0: Yeah, I, I appreciate it. You know, award winning filmmaker coming on the show. <laughs> yeah, <you
1: know. laughs> hey, it's <was> my pleasure.
0: <laughs> so you know, hopefully we can do this again sometime with your, uh, your future works and what you discover and, and talk about these things. Cause I'm, I'm fascinated with this topic myself and, uh, it's, it's rare, uh, especially in this day and age, you know, to come across people that, that take it seriously and, yeah. uh, going deeper than just the usual, uh, superstitions and fears or, you know, uh, trendy beliefs on what something might be or it's all just a hoax type of thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, and uh you know, I I still feel like some of our best stuff is still to come because it just keeps getting better and better, you know. So we'll see we'll see what what happens. It's, it's I'm not driving the ship, you know. I'm just riding along and filming it as I go.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that's usually the way it happens on the spiritual path. Like you said you're you're guided.
1: Yep. you know yep, it's one thing sure.
0: leads to another leads to another and it's you know you look back and you say hey i wasn't really taking this journey i was just kind of guided <laughs> along on it you know
1: it's true i mean we've we were talking to someone in uh in ohio and pennsylvania about going out there and doing some filming and it didn't quite work out and a week later we were in sedona arizona and all all the stuff we got and it was not even on our radar a week before that yeah. So you just never know
0: <laughs> yeah that's awesome i look forward to the new stuff
1: yeah, any dates any,
0: any dates when uh do you have for uh, releasing uh new films or
1: no nothing nothing locked in yet but uh i would anticipate probably um later part of this year you'll start to see some of the new stuff coming out awesome and then there's one other thing i'd like to bring up for for you and the viewers um we haven't announced this yet but we're, i think we're to the point where i can at least drop some heavy hints Um, We're putting together a spiritual Bigfoot retreat um, where we're going to have some people um, that have some abilities and we're going to be trying to get your minds open and in contact with Bigfoot through spiritual means. Um, Channeling sessions, meditation sessions, uh, uh, workshops in the woods, all that kind of good stuff. So that's something I'd probably look for in uh, September time frame here in Colorado.
0: Nice. Yeah, that, that would be awesome. If I had the funds, I'd come join.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's, certain, it's shaping up to be something pretty special. So we'll we'll see what the final details are. And we'll probably have that. Uh, that'll probably be officially announced tickets and such um, probably in the next two to four weeks, I'm guessing.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I'll definitely be on the lookout. That uh, and, and it's interesting too, that people like yourself and again, you know, Stephen Greer, you know, people are starting to come to this, conclusion that that we can initiate contact you know with some of these beings through those spiritual means meditation yep and um, and yeah. it's it's just kind of like a, I guess like mediumship you know I, I myself all my life being uh you know even before I knew what it was you know uh, a spiritualist you know it's the same same difference you know you go right. into that meditative right. state you you invite those energies in whether it be uh deceased loved ones or you know angelic energies and they show up yeah you know you 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 definitely get experiences that that you come out of that meditation going wow wasn't expecting that you know
1: (laughs) yeah and and from someone who started out as sort of the ape hunter (laughs) it's a tough (laughs) pill to swallow to get there you really have to you have to kind of admit you're wrong about some things and you've got to accept some things you might not be comfortable with. It's a, it's a process for sure to get there. Yeah.
0: It's, it's not, it's not so much of a jump though, when you think about it, because if, if this thing was just an animal, certainly we would have had something by now, you know, somebody would have captured one. there, There would have been a skeleton. There would have been a dead one. There would have been hair with DNA, something.
1: Right. but
0: there's nothing there's nobody's coming up with any physical evidence really at all
1: well in a lot of ways you know we since the patterson gimlin film in 1967 we haven't really moved bigfoot research forward very much
0: (laughs) no I,
1: i i don't think it's
0: taken seriously you know by a lot of people yeah you know it's a lot of people are just now starting to warm up to ufos and
1: yeah yeah
0: you know things in our skies that aren't ours but uh uh, a lot of people haven't crossed that threshold of bigfoot yet you know i i still think there's some uh societal uh growing up to do you know to look at it through a different lens you know
1: and then the things that do break through are sensationalized television that (laughs) in some ways isn't helping i mean it's bringing yeah. awareness and maybe some acceptability to it but it's also kind of leading people down the wrong path sometimes i i feel
0: yeah yeah just just like the uh, the ghost hunter shows yeah you know how much of, how much of that is uh you know I've, I've i've read a lot of books on paranormal investigations you know investigating I, I i took several courses and anybody who's serious about it says you you don't go in there swearing at the spirits threatening them <laughs> right. you don't you don't go into these places hey
1: well they're effer you know and yeah, this is
0: this yeah. is what you see these people doing
1: you know you yep, know yep.
0: it's it's crazy
1: and then they get attacked and then they get scared like oh my god why is it attacking me <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> well it's kind of what you wanted to happen right
0: <laughs> yeah you report yourself <laughs> it, it's true I
1: believe that <laughs> yeah
0: definitely but i've taken up uh a bunch of your time here. I don't even know what time it is. I was trying to keep an eye, but my phone shut off. <laughs> Nine nineteen, not too bad. Hour nineteen minutes.
1: I appreciate it, man. It was good. I, I'm I'm glad we were finally able to connect.
0: Yeah. I, I appreciate your uh, your insight and uh you know everything that you're doing and um you know keep in touch, you know, yeah. to uh and 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 hopefully as you become, you know, rich and famous, you'll, uh, you'll come back on the show and
1: <laughs> that is by, by no means my goal here, <laughs> I'm just trying to keep the, you know, keep the word, spread the word and, and, and move, move some of this forward. I really, I really think that if we can all get together and think about this sort of a little differently, we, maybe we get some answers finally.
0: Yeah. Or at least help some people to, uh, some people to connect and start changing, you know, the, the way they live. It's, I always say it's lighting one candle at a time, you know, we light one or two, they light one or two.
1: I'm happy if I get a couple, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's what I always say. If there's a few people that, that listen to, you know, my shows and things I'm talking about great, you know, but uh, again, I appreciate it. Of course. And uh, you know, hope to have uh, conversations in the future and see more work coming out and uh keep us posted on everything.
1: All right, or, I will uh, do. Thank you, know, you so much.
0: You're you're welcome and thank you for coming.
1: Yep. Let
0: me see if I can uh remember how to turn off record here. <laughs> Everybody watching, uh bear with me. There we go.